podcast. We're so glad you're here. My name is Lindy Sanna and I'm joined by my absolutely beautiful co-host Rachel Patterson. We're two mama friends who love being together and chatting about motherhood, being a wife, walking in faith and all the ins and outs of what being a homemaker means to us on a daily basis. So go ahead, grab your coffee, your glass of wine or favorite cup of tea Come hang out with us as we chat from home to home. <laughs> Bless the power of editing. <laughs> yes, for real. Though I'm sure some people would appreciate the the hiccup. The blooper reel. <clears throat> the blooper reel, of course. Yeah. We're real we're real people. <laughs> the blooper reel is mostly just you and I staring at each other, but also our computers being like, is it on? <laughs> is it working? Are we still, are we still alive? Like, are we like 90 years old? How many times have we done this? Well, over and over and over again. And you know, I just think that that's the, the way that life goes. That's the season of things. And mm-hmm. life is hard. Life is really, really hard. And I think that we tend to forget it when we're getting fed off of social media, off of programs we might watch, books we might read, this whole idea of the perfect life. Mm -hmm. And then when we encounter difficulties that we didn't anticipate, because really, like, how often can you really anticipate going through a hard and difficult season? Even though we all know that, you know, it can't be roses forever. But when a a difficult season comes along, it's so easy to get incredibly bummed out, Mm -hmm. to get depressed, to get more anxious about things that are completely irrelevant to what you're currently going through or worried about, but it mounts. And to listen to the lies that we tend to tell ourselves and that Satan wants us to hear. And when that happens, it's so easy to have that flight or fright response. And I think that there are some vital things that can help us get out of those situations, such as community, such as therapy, such as being in the word, meditation, working out, eating healthy, all of these things. But what can come out of it and be best is starting over so I had a rough couple of months and I needed rest I think that this year started and I had all of this new energy this new excited energy and like most things motivation doesn't last forever (laughs) like like bathing you need it every single day preach You must bath every single day and change your undies too. And you must find ways to motivate yourself. And it's so easy to get overwhelmed and just not. And then everything comes to a halt. And then you have two choices. You can wither away and die or you can start again. And it can be really scary and it can be really humbling because you really have to look at where you failed. There's grief that is part of the process of mourning the expectations that she perhaps had and then they're starting over and that's what today's episode is about starting over 
Which kind of most definitely goes along with our theme of doing the thing. Because usually in response to doing the thing, something has come to an end. (laughs) In which you need to start again to do the thing. So, um, yeah, I love that. And as you were talking, all I was just thinking about was just the redemptive nature of a relationship with Jesus. And how we come from this place of that desolate and just brokenness and we have to look at ourselves and decide like is this how are we going to fall away to nothing and die are we going to live like this or are we going to start again completely new in the Lord and move forward so I just think that that is really beautiful and I'm excited to dive into this topic a little deeper but before we do that Let's talk about some wine and oils. Oh my goodness, how could I forget? That's Yeah. That's Monday. It must be Monday. It's Monday. It's Monday. So, tell me what wine you've been favoring lately. To be completely honest with you, I have barely been drinking wine for the last 20, oh no, it's like 15 days now. I'm doing a 28-day challenge for myself where I actually don't drink wine. So the little bit I poured for our photo, that was the first little splash of wine that I've had. What did you have? um, What did I pour? Yeah. It was Sauvignon Blanc. Okay. So it was a white wine. I do, though, however, have a bottle of Italian Prosecco from One Hope waiting for me at the end of my 28-day no-wine drinking goal thing and so i'm looking forward to that it's going to be crisp it's going to be ice cold it's going to have bubbles and it's just it's going to taste good just to end off summer i think that'll come in really well and speaking of ending off summer what kind of oils are you using because i know that there's lots of things for germs going into fall and Mm. all sorts of things like that Yeah, so it's funny that you said you haven't been drinking a lot of wine because today I have not been diffusing any oils. (laughs) So What is happening? I know, what is wrong with us? (laughs) Um, But no, I am not diffusing any oils today because it is just so stinking beautiful Mm -hmm. outside. And so I have my house opened up. And so today my house smells like fresh air and it is incredible and lovely but again I am always for summer I'm always about all the citrus oils but with fall right around the corner and back to school and back to the germ infestations of buildings and stuff like that Mm -hmm. our thieves blend lemon purification there's even I believe I was told that oregano is also really good for immune support as well. Hmm. So, yeah. So those are a couple of oils that are good for immune support. And all, and you can roll those, like you can diffuse them in your diffuser or you can put them on the bottoms of your feet or along your spine, on your wrists. You can wear it as a perfume. But like I said, today it's all about fresh air. It has been so nice. This morning when I let the dog out, I was like, it's warmer in my house than it is outside. So did the same thing, opened up all the windows. I sat on the deck this morning in a sweatshirt with my coffee and the girls were just riding their Jeep 
around in the yard for like 35 40 minutes and I just basked in it the fall (laughs) is my favorite favorite season and I am just so looking forward to the mornings where we get to go out there every morning and they can just ride their jeep and Mm -hmm. I can sit and drink my cup of coffee and I grocery shopped this morning while I was drinking my cup of coffee. There you go. You were productive. Goals. Yes, girl. Yes, I cannot wait. It sounds so fun because when it's cold, I'm going to complain about the snow and the ice and the slush. It's awful. Now, when it's so hot and so humid, I just hate it so much. And then I'm just like, you know what? I just need to move. I need to go and live somewhere where the weather is more moderate year round. But then Mm -hmm. I do like having seasons, though. Yeah. I like having all four seasons, and I can't wait for the leaves to change in fall. It's my favorite. I get a little too excited for fall, and I end up decorating at the end of August, which is way too, <laughs> way soon, too soon, way too soon to decorate for fall. And I learned my lesson last year because I had stuff up from the end of August until December. And I was just like, that's too long for fall stuff and losing my appreciation for this fall decoration that I've got going on. (laughs) So my goal is to make it until at least mid-September. We have to get past Labor Day before I decorate for fall. Anyway. Moving on to the topic at hand. That could be another thing we could talk about, though, being inspired for, you know, fall decorating and getting the house ready for winter like we did with spring. Because that's something I've been thinking about, too, is getting the house ready to shut down, kind of, in a sense. And all of the outdoor activities getting put away and all of the indoor stuff, the cozy things being brought out. All of the cozy it never stops. But yes, back to today's topic. Because we could talk about <laughs> all the things. All the things. So starting over. So yeah, I had to... So this is what happened. Erin and I, we went away to the cabin for 4th of July. Thank you so much for taking care of our plants, by the oh, way. You're welcome. And I had just had this come to Jesus moment where I was like, husband, you and I just... We need to touch base a little bit. on a variety of different things, you know? getting back on on task with our budget let's start again with that let's get back into looking at savings and paying off any debt we might have and be debt free that's our goal so let's get back to that actively let's start again eating healthily okay let's start again working out being healthy let's start again my business okay what worked what didn't work let's start again and it's a choice so we wrote down some goals on a piece of paper took a photo of it with our phones and it's the background on our phones for both of us so that we see it nice it just really got me thinking about how easy it is to quit and if something is so important to you even when you failed the the, the time before and the time before that and the time before that if you care enough you'll try again try mm-hmm. something different don't be fearful because fear holds you back. I get scared. Life change can be debilitating. It can change the level playground. You know, things shift. And then it's, mm-hmm. it can, you know, there's levels of grief that you go through. We had people move away from us. Our season completely changed. And that was hard because it was such a good season. It was such a good season. And I didn't know what I needed. But turns out what I needed was some quiet time, some time to grieve, 
and some time to pray because honestly I can plan all I want but if I don't lay it at God's feet and ask him to bless it or to not bless it I'm just running around in circles right so like you know I don't know what I'm doing that's not productive (laughs) that's just activity (laughs) and so what 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 am I going to put down and set aside like we were talking about the analogy with the juggling balls yeah right yeah you should talk about that explain your analogy because it's so good you know the crazy thing is is that I heard this from one of my managers when I was working in sales and they would talk to us about like work goals and like what matters to us and like what doesn't and I mean as much as it inspired me for like the half a day of whatever it is until I got a cookie <laughs> let's be honest what really that that was the level of motivation <laughs> just so that how long clear. do I have to do this until I get a cookie <laughs> Much. everyone's motivation that's our new <laughs> mantra how long do i have to do this in order to get a cookie okay i will i will suffer through oh man but yes yeah, so and but i applied that to life i'm sitting here thinking about my life and the whole analogy is the point is that i as a person have all of these things that i care about i care about my relationship with my husband i care about what kind of mother i am and my relationship with my daughter i care about volunteering i care about being a good friend i care about being a good daughter a good sister i care about all of these different things and all of them individually are a juggling ball and some of the things i spend my time doing because that's all the things i'm juggling some of them are made of glass and some of them are made of plastic and the things that are made of glass are the things that are the most precious the things that if I were to drop it and it shattered into a million pieces, my life would be forever changed and not necessarily for the better. And then there's the plastic things like social media, watching TV, making a lazy meal, not making a nutritious meal, all these plastic things that are in the grand scheme of things really not important, but they tend to take up a lot of our time It's where we spend our time procrastinating, our time being fearful, our time running away from God. All of those things are the plastic things. And so you drop a plastic thing, bounces away, no big deal. You drop a glass thing, it breaks. What do you care about? What are you juggling? Where do your priorities lie? The things you care about the most. Yeah. There is this poster downstairs in the children's ministry and I've been, it's been catching my eye every Sunday when we drop Emma off. And it says, I want to see if I can remember it verbatim. It says, when you realize how much time you have left, you tend to do more with the time you have now. Mm-hmm. And I, first of all, I love that that is being our kids, that our kids are seeing that and that they are taking advantage of the time that they have because time is so precious. And that in that idea that we can prioritize the things that are important and in our theme of you know starting over sometimes we have to reevaluate those priorities sometimes starting over is simply what are my priorities and what how do I need to reorganize them to move forward because we could have been putting emphasis on the plastic things and the glass things are starting to slip and they haven't fallen yet but Obviously, that's something we don't want to have to try to piece back together and start over with. We don't want to drop something so precious to us 
and have to piece that back together and start over in that regard. And so I think becoming cognizant of that and aware of that and saying, okay, this is what I'm juggling. I don't need to be juggling all of this. I need to keep these precious things safe. So what can I let go of? And that in and of itself is essentially starting over. Mm-hmm. And I just love that analogy so much and how, how beautiful, because I picture it in my mind and I don't just picture it as glass and plastic. Like in my mind, I think like, you know, Tupperware, but mm-hmm. when I actually think about it, I think like crystals, like mm-hmm. I think like a crystal bowl, like mm-hmm. you do not want to drop that. And in my mind, I think of a crystal bowl and I'm like, okay, a crystal bowl, that's my husband, that's my mm-hmm. daughter's. That's something I don't want to fall onto the floor and shatter. And so what do I need to do in order to keep that from happening? And I think also that there is such a stigma around starting over Mm. and that if you're starting over, then it's because you have messed up or because you have failed. And while those things might be true, I also think it's important to – give ourselves some grace and say, maybe I didn't fail. Maybe that just wasn't working and that wasn't making me who I feel like the Lord is calling me to be. I just, the way that I view failure is complete. You're not moving. Like think about when your car stops working, like you're not getting anywhere. Like that car has failed you. You are stopped dead in your tracks. And I think when we choose to start over, that means we still have more to give and we're still working and we're still going still moving in a forward direction no matter how slow it is i just lost my train of thought (laughs) do you think that because i mean i in an ideal world right in an ideal world you didn't fail but sometimes it is just exactly that sometimes it's you did not succeed whether it was because of a lack of preparation or it was a lack of skill right or it was a lack of of participation and effort on your behalf because for whatever reason we might anticipate that it's going to be easier than what we think yeah you know and so Mm -hmm. and yeah like i've been there that place sucks yeah that place really, really sucks. But it's about what comes out of that. Right. We all, that's the thing, is I think that there's this misconception that everybody needs to be good at everything. The whole you can be whatever you want mentality. And mm-hmm. I'm not here to crush little kids' dreams. You want to be <laughs> a fireman who also happens to be Batman who also happens to be Doc McStuffins, who also happens to have a Dora the Explorer backpack. You want to be that? That's fine, kid. You go and you do that. But when you are an adult... You got to get rid of something. <laughs> Something's got to go. Yeah, you just, you know, you just... You just got to let it go. The From Home to Home podcast is sponsored by Sips That Give. This is the part of the podcast where I get to fangirl all about wine. To know me is to know my love of good wine, and I just cannot keep a good thing to myself. 
One Hope Wines, sustainable, clean, award-winning Napa Valley wine that gives back in a multitude of ways. The vision of One Hope is Sips That Give, allowing charities across the world to fundraise through the delicious and sophisticated joy of wine. Our wines score high on the tasting scale and our head winemaker, Mary, collaborates with big names such as Robert Mandavi Jr. to ensure consistent excellency in our wines. Wines made from the world's best grapes to bring wines that are dynamic, flavorful, low sugar, toxin and additive free. No wine pooch or stained teeth and even better, no hangover. Step up your wine game with One Hope Wines and contact me about how you too can raise money for a cause you care about through delicious wines that give back. Cheers to Sips That Give and One Hope Wine. Some people really pride themselves on multitasking and I used to be one of those people that like, oh yeah, I can do this and this all at the same time and look at me go. And the thing is, is if I really just focused on one thing at a time, I would be so much more productive mm-hmm. and be able to finish that one thing faster to move on to the next thing than trying to kind of to go along with our analogy, juggle <laughs> so many different things. So can I tell you a story? Please. Okay, and I've kind of talked to you a little bit about this, but in in light of starting over, something that I really struggle with is the idea of not doing and not being enough within my home. Mm-hmm. And so I am constantly feeling like I have to pick something new to begin, something in some way to start over in a different capacity, adding more to what I'm juggling because I'm feeding off the lies of the enemy that what I'm doing is not enough. So Mm. I've told you that I had anticipated on starting to clean houses Mm. and that we had decided to start fostering dogs. Mm. So those two things were birthed out of complete nothingness. Like nothing in making those decisions made me feel better about what I was doing in my house, in my home. It was more or less just, well, I can, I'm capable, you know, I can wear the cape and the hat and the backpack and all the things I'm capable. So why not? And then when I actually started to think about the choices that I had made, I thought to myself, what am I doing? Honestly, what am I doing? I have two children, a husband, a home already have some animals that I'm committed to that's enough that is so much more than enough that is a gift and a blessing that I don't take for granted and yet I'm telling myself or believing the lies of the enemy that even though that's enough for me I am not enough for it and so therefore I must do more to prove myself worthy of having those things 
And that is just complete and utter nonsense. And people might have a different experience of that, but can understand what I'm saying in, in the not feeling enoughness part mm-hmm. of it. And so I had made these decisions to start over and do all these things. And then I realized, stop, stop what you're doing right now and reflect on the choices that you've made. Reflect on how you're feeling physically. I was sick. I was so anxious. I was so angry. My patience was so thin with my girls. On some days it still is. (laughs) But... On the whole, I had made these choices that just weren't going to make me any better in the environment that I'm always in every single day. So I made the choice to not clean houses before I even committed. Like we were taught, it was in the works, but I, I backed out. And you know what? I don't look at that as quitting. I don't look at that as failure. I look at that as I reevaluated my life and mm-hmm. this is not helpful. This yes. is not productive. This is just activity that I don't need in my life. And the two women who I was going to clean for, they were so gracious and so kind. And they said, girl, we get it. We're moms too. Balance is hard. It's okay. And having their, not that I needed their grace to not go through with it but having their grace and their kindness extended towards me just gave me such a peace that I was making the right decision for myself and the dog fostering well we still have him (laughs) because because this uh our label is considered clean on our podcast episode I'll just say he's a turd um There is something about having a dog that you know you're not keeping that I thought was going to like elicit all of these like, I'm doing a good thing. And now I'm like, this is the the worst thing I could have done for my mental health is taking a dog that I'm not actually going to keep. But you had to do it, though. But I had to do it. I had to do it to learn that lesson. And here's the thing, Lindy is if they come to me and tell me that there's two puppies that need to be fostered, what do you think I'm going to say? You're going to say yes. I'm going to freaking say yes. And then you're going to hate it. Every and I'm going to hate it every single time. Well, okay. So <laughs> hold on a second. There has to be, though, there has to be like a line between giving of thyself mm-hmm. and giving too much of thyself. Right. So here's what I initially told this foster, this rescue that we're working for, not working for, volunteering for. I said, I'll take four puppies at a time. Oh my God. And the woman on the phone goes, you are a brave woman already having two young kids. You think you're going to handle four puppies? I said, Mm. yes, ma'am. I have got this under control. I can do this. I want to do this. Lindy, they gave me one puppy and I am ready to like, I'm not going to say because again, like, you know, so the compromise was... The compromise was I sent her a text message and said, I know what I said about being willing to take four puppies. Um, Instant regret. Instant regret. We're going to have to drop that down to two. And before the two, I'm going to need a break in between this one and whatever other ones you may decide to ask me to take in. But what I love is that I can say no. Mm-hmm. I can decide when I want to foster. And if I'm in a position to say, okay, I will handle this. I will, I'm not, 
obligated in the sense that every time they say, can you, I have to say yes. So I can decide, is this a yes that is going to benefit our family or is this a hard no, we can't do this right now because he's a really cute puppy. I know and I'm supposed to be talking him up and he really is a good dog. He looks adorable. He's he's such a good dog and it has nothing to do with him as a dog it just has to do with his body inside of my house like it's just another body that i am responsible for it's not him personally it's, it's just really everything not. about him the it's just that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not him it's just the fact that he's actually physically in my house it's it is literally just his physical presence in my house emma loves him ava loves him everybody is getting along except the cat Everybody else is getting along with him so well. Even I'm doing okay, you know, but I'm also not allowing myself to get so attached because I know he's not staying. Mm -hmm. I pray to God he's not staying because I physically need that person to come in and say, we want him and for me to hand him over and say, God bless you Mm -hmm. and have them (laughs) take him out of my house. But he, like I said, he is very sweet. He's just, he's a puppy. He's a puppy. And I have forgotten clearly what having a puppy means. I don't, you can probably hear him barking right now. Yeah, so. no, uh, no puppies in the Santa house. We we had a puppy very temporarily after we got Denver. And then the puppy had to go back. And not because of us, but they wanted the puppy back. So we took the puppy back. And he left. And I was just like, actually... That I'm sucked. Okay. Like, I don't want yeah. to do that again. I yeah. think next time we'll just go ahead and get us a, an older dog that is potty trained and just I don't I don't want to have to deal with training another another animal, being. another yeah. being how to behave in our house. Mm-hmm. Like I already have to do that with my husband. I already have to do that with my daughter and I already have to do that with a dog that was here before all of them. So that being said, <laughs> I don't right. want to have to do it with another, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm just That is not a starting over that we want. No. And but no. you know what though? It does take a certain level of maturity to recognize what works and what doesn't work. And then to start again in whichever way is going to bring you, yeah, the most growth. Yeah. Yeah. And so in, in light of all of those decisions, and also, you know, we've talked extensively about me getting off of Instagram. And Mm -hmm. that was huge because I have a business that primarily runs off of social media. And to remove myself from that platform to that community is a silly thing to do. And It wasn't about what they thought. I needed to start over and I needed, my prayer was, Lord, show me what needs to go so I can start over and be more intentional and more present and more involved in the lives of the people that you have given me physically to pour my heart and soul and my energy into because it's one of the ways in which I worship. When they are doing well and when they are loving the Lord, then I am doing what he has called me to do. So I just feel like in that sense, starting over is okay. And that you're allowed to pause and Mm -hmm. say, I need to pivot and I need to do something else. And then I'm going to unpause and keep going and start over in whatever area that it is. So for me, it looked like 
getting off of Instagram, telling people who I said I was going to clean for that I couldn't, Mm -hmm. and fostering a dog that I ultimately wish I would have said no to, but that taught me something so valuable Mm -hmm. moving forward that I can take with me and make a better decision reflecting the season that I'm in. Mm -hmm. I don't have to just say yes to say yes, and Mm -hmm. I think that that is so important to do that. That's my little story for you. Do you have any examples of starting over with relationships? Because Mm. something else I experienced is just, you know, grief or losing friends or relationships. Whether people, I know that when people move, it doesn't mean that they're no longer in your life. But when you used to see them multiple times a week, and then you don't see them at all. That is a loss. Yeah. And you know what I mean? There's some grief that comes with that. And so what about starting over in relationships with maybe you had some conflict with someone and you two were able to have a conversation? I know that I just had a really deep and meaningful conversation with a friend that there had been some tension there and we just came together and said, I love you and you love me. And so let's work this out. And it was a really meaningful, I mean, the Holy spirit was totally present because it was, it was so hard and there were so many tears, but it was so good. Yeah. So good to start over and be honest and, loving and forgiving and accepting right yeah I feel like so many people went through my head when you asked that question because there is a group of people in my life that I am waiting to start over with Mm. that I'm just right now in that pause and in that season of are we gonna start over Mm -hmm. is our friendship going to continue or are you just out because when I became a mom I realized very quickly that people who had even stood beside me on my wedding day Mm -hmm. were no longer a part of my life and didn't care to really ask how I was doing and Mm -hmm. I know that that goes two ways as a new mom though you very quickly just throw yourself into that and that can hurt a lot of the people who you were once present with mm-hmm. prior to becoming a mom. So it does it does go both ways. But I thought of a lot of people in my life who I'm just kind of stagnant with right now. We're in this season of pause and I'm, I am grieving because some of them I have been close to more than half of my life Mm -hmm. and I'm wondering where are you Mm. did I do did I do something did did my children do something do you not want to be a part of my life because I have children Mm -hmm. or is it really just about you and you're just going through something that you just can't articulate to me right now because you don't have the strength to do so Mm -hmm. and so I try to lead with that grace and just kind of hope and pray that when And if the time presents itself, that we will be able to make a decision that is good for us, whether it's starting over or whether it's saying, you know what, instead of pausing it, we're just going to end it here Mm -hmm. and still be able to grieve that loss and move forward, you know, peacefully. But the one relationship that I did think about 
and I think she'll be okay with me talking a little bit about it, was my mom. Her and I, and I won't go into like explicit details or anything, but her and I went through a very hard, difficult season in which my perception of my mom completely changed because I think even my own daughters, and I'm sure you as well, when you picture your mom, she's like your everything. She's your whole heart. And then something occurs and you realize she's human. Mm -hmm. She's broken too. She has flaws and she makes mistakes, but you have put her... Not none, nothing that she's done, but you have put her up on this pedestal that you feel she should be on, uh-huh. and then she doesn't meet your expectations. And so that happened for my mom and I, where uh-huh. I just had her as almost like an idol in my life, to be honest. Uh-huh. And she fell from that, and that shattered me. And my entire idea around my mom completely changed Mm -hmm. and so her and I went through a very hard difficult season my mom was my best friend and when we went through that difficult season I didn't even want to speak to her Mm -hmm. and I would get annoyed when I would see her name come up on my phone Mm -hmm. And I'd get angry and immediately I would start to have anxiety and just all of these things that would elicit pain in my life. And our our relationship was so broken, so broken. And honestly, I know that ultimately the Lord is what brought her and I back together and we were able to start over. Uh But I don't know when that happened something it may have been when I was going through depression and anxiety and she just showed up regardless of how I felt about her mm-hmm. and her like relentless pursuit and unconditional love like a mother has for mm-hmm. her child and I then think as I continued to grow and then as I had Emma I think that also changed it then and now we're in such a different such a different place than we were even before that tension happened so it's not even the same as it was before she fell off that pedestal Mm -hmm. it's not even like that and I don't want it to ever be like that again Mm -hmm. I don't ever want it to be like the tension either that we had or the the separation that we had I don't want it to be like that where we are right now is is so much better Mm -hmm. and so beautiful that I feel like us starting over having that having that separation was it was necessary because there were things that we were going through before that where it was like a codependency and it was toxic in the sense that it was putting a lot on me and it was putting a lot on her and so that needed to change and when that separation happened I became aware of those things and I shared that with her. And so we actively worked towards now I can say to my mom, I can't talk to you right now. Mm -hmm. I need to go. I cannot do this. Whereas before I would just suffer through and Mm -hmm. listen to whatever, whatever conversation we had, good, Mm -hmm. bad, in the middle. I have a voice with her now and I can say, we need to stop. I need to do this and come back to you later. And she is so much more receptive to that. Mm -hmm. 
So we have both just grown so stinking much and I'm so proud of us for mm. doing that. Whereas before we just had a friendship. Mm-hmm. Now we're starting to learn how to have a mother-daughter relationship and be friends. Mm-hmm. And so that is that is the one relationship in my life where there was like a hard, whoa, this, mm-hmm. this is pausing and this is hard and now it needs to start over or it's gonna it's gonna fail completely Mm -hmm. so yeah so that's my my relationship story and I'm I'm almost positive I love you mama she'd be okay with (laughs) she'd be okay with me saying all of that so I love you mama I think she's awesome yes she's wonderful relationships are so hard and sometimes accepting that end is is hard I mean I know that we did we spoke about it in an earlier episode about relationships ending and how sometimes you're that person that in order to protect your mental health you need to end that relationship Mm -hmm. and I've been in that position absolutely and I've also been in this position that I'm in now where it's wait but why aren't we friends <laughs> wait right. why, like, why don't you want to be my friend again yeah and I, I can accept an end I, I like I understand that not all relationships last forever some last for multiple seasons mm-hmm. some last a lifetime and some are just really temporary and something yeah. I've come to learn as someone that has lived in a variety of different places at a variety of different times in my life where I've literally known no one you know, when I got there is that you just have to appreciate every relationship for what it gives you. Yeah. And sometimes it gives you just that one brief conversation with mm-hmm. a stranger and you leave feeling like so good. Wow. That was a good yeah. conversation. Mm-hmm. Totally have a filled cup or totally yeah. learned something new or my perspective on this is forever changed. Right. Sometimes you meet someone and they're in your life for the season of school or season of work or season of internship or season of study abroad or insert whatever season here right Mm -hmm. and then it's not that you don't love them it's just you move on maybe you move away you move apart you grow apart and you like each other's facebook and comment and share memories but you don't talk to them on the phone ever right But you still love them as your friend, but that season has come to an end. Yeah, I think that's so hard, too, is to accept that because sometimes I feel like we push starting over. Like, Mm -hmm. we want to start over so badly, and I know, like you said, you can accept an end. For me, I have a harder time with that. I'm like, but... But but can we just like can you can you just give me a little bit like this much and and they're like no and and you're just like but but why I love you and they're like I love you too but no and I had a friend like that she was in my wedding I met her in college I she would come over every single Friday morning we would make breakfast together mm-hmm. and drink coffee she would stay the night and sleep on my couch and we'd stay up until three a.m. talking and. <laughs> I love her still to this day. I would give her the shirt off of my back. Love her. She went through an experience and she came to me openly and honestly and said, I can't be your friend right now. I can't do it. And I asked her, I said, but why? I just want to help you. I want to be there for you. And she says, I need to do this alone. And so that was in 2015. 
Mm-hmm. And she has spor- I've sporadically seen her throughout my life um, since then, but that's it. And I grieved that. And I still think a part of me does grieve it because if I saw her now, I would literally run into her arms and knock her over because mm-hmm. I just love her that deeply. But I had to also accept that she didn't want me to be a part of her life and maybe won't ever again. Or maybe there will be a season in which she will say, hey, let's start over. In mm-hmm. which case I'll be like, okay, you know, mm-hmm. I'll be so excited to have that interaction and that embrace with her relationships are so so hard she had that conversation with you though she did yes can like we acknowledge that that was the mature thing to do absolutely that was the most loving thing she could do Mm -hmm. because even though you might have still had your own questions she still kind of tried to break up with you and she did i can respect that and that's all i ask if you're gonna it was a hard breakup for me and breakups aren't always easy for yeah. everyone. And I right. get that. And I just, I'm just in the position where I'm just like, I thought we were going to have a breakup conversation. And we ha- instead, we had a let's stay together stay, conversation. Yeah, starting and then over. you just never spoke to me again. Like, was that like the breakup conversation? Right. And then there's a part of me that's like, I'm going to pursue you because that's what Jesus would do. And then there's a part of me that's like, but if I was you... I would want to punch me in the face because I'm giving clear back off signals. Yeah, I'm giving clear boundaries and you are just bumping into them over and over. Yeah. And so I just, just think that's an end of a season and maybe it's time to start a new season for us. And it's a season where we're not friends. And I just right. pray that we can just, I still love and I still love you, but maybe, you know, let, let's just be respectful then. Yeah. Um, or or ignore me, but like don't do the half and half. Right. Don't give me the hot and cold because yeah. I'm the one that's getting the signals crossed. I'm the one that's still crying herself at sleepover to sleep over your friendship. So All right, I'm just gonna throw this out there since we're talking about relationships and breaking up. You are not ever allowed to break up with me, okay? <laughs> and I am never allowed to break up with you. So let's we're two we're too good together. We love each other too much, okay? You cannot break up with me. I will relentlessly pursue you like a dying man in a desert searching for water. Your love for me just is, has no bounds. Well, you know it what, It has Rachel? no bounds. <laughs> okay, well, you heard just it here so first. You, know, you heard it, you here, heard it first. here first. We will not be. I can't break up with you. We're like you can't. In, we're like in a quid quadruplet or something. I, the men are involved. So. I know. Yes, our husbands are in a ridiculously cute bromance, and exactly. our daughters are friends. So exactly. So we're like even in if it. we yeah we're in it. Even if we're like you know we're not. We're just we're gonna be like you know what we can argue and fine, but we're coming over for dinner. And <laughs> You're going to cook us some delicious food and you're going to pour me a glass of wine. And by the end of it, we'll be hugging and it'll be fine. You know what, though? Something that I think has definitely been beneficial for our friendship is that we have hard conversations. Yeah. And that's important that we were both open and honest with each other and just said, hey, let's have the sort of relationship where we where we're honest with each other. Because we, and like, let's let the understanding be from the get go. I love you. 
and mm-hmm. you love me and nothing you say after that is going to change that. Right. And do you think that maybe because of social media, we just don't know how to be friends anymore? Of course. Absolutely. I feel like friends has been, that word has been hijacked and just completely taken out of out of context we look at friends as a number and on a social media account and if you want to like get into a faith thing and talk about jesus like jesus calls us his friends and why does he call us his friends it's because we know him Mm -hmm. and it's because he knows us so this like i just literally gave myself goosebumps saying that because (laughs) that is that is what friendship is Mm -hmm. friendship is a knowing not a number and i feel like we have 100% forgotten how to do that. Hey friends, so the ending of this episode for some reason just cut out and we lost the last seven minutes of it, but we just wanted to end on a positive note and just continue and echo what we were saying about starting over and how, you know, sometimes starting over isn't necessary and sometimes starting over is is good. Uh, and sometimes starting over is because we made a mistake and we have to try again and that's okay. So we just want to leave you guys, um, obviously, as always, with love and encouragement and in regards to the relationships right before the episode cut off to just know that Jesus loves you and that he calls you his friend and so that when we are looking at the people in our lives the ones that we count as friends we need to ask ourselves how well do we know them and can we put more into those relationships or do we need to have a talk with that person and maybe we're just at different seasons right now and maybe right now it's not a good time maybe it never will be again but to take action and pursue those people because we love them because at one point in our lives we did call them friends so on that note we thank you so much for joining us we're so glad that you're here we hope that you feel inspired lifted up and most importantly loved and we will see you next time